Hey y'all, it's Libby G, and I want to welcome you back to the Live Outside the Bubble podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me. It is the one and only, my grandpa, Mr. Larry Abney. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Olivia. I can't think of a, a better thing to do. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to start off. Just tell me a little bit about how you grew up in the environment that existed at that time. Kind of give us an introduction for those listening that maybe don't know you. I grew up in uh, Winchester, Kentucky in uh, the 1950s. And there, the, our environment was uh, a very difficult one because we didn't, uh, we didn't have a, an active father. He was an alcoholic and was gone. And we didn't have uh, money-paying jobs because they weren't available. Mm -hmm. And so we struggled uh, from a financial standpoint. And it was so bad that one time uh, we actually were put out on the street and sitting on the curb at night when my eldest brother came in from the Navy and saved us. So... Uh, it was a very difficult time, and we, we, uh, we had to be very careful about who we associated mm -hmm. with and what we did. So it was a tough time. Mm. Yes. So how did, you know, being on the street, you know, at one point and having a pretty much single mother taking care of you, how did that aspect kind of help create these different desires in you to achieve greatness or to kind of make your own path in life? Libby, there are two factors that I think were dominant in the way I developed. The first factor was I decided I was not going to go hungry mm. and I was not going to go cold. And I was going to go do the things that helped me uh, become a success in life. And it struck me without not very long mm -hmm. that the way to do that was through education. Mm. The second thing was I was going to take care of my mother mm. because she had spent all her life taking care of me and my six brothers and sisters. And so I decided when I was very young, mm -hmm. maybe seven, eight, I decided that that's what I was going to do. And that was my pathway to success in life and, um, and success with others, mm -hmm. but, but primarily through education. Mm. Yes, that's very admirable. And with that desire to succeed in school to take care of your mother i kind of wanted to ask a more light-hearted question what is your favorite memory from your childhood or one of your favorite memories uh, one of my favorite memories of my childhood is my four-year-old brother my brother four years older than i we actually went sledding over in Clark County, and we used the trash can lid. Mm -hmm. 
and we must have sledded all afternoon because it was getting dark when we were coming home. Now, the interesting part of that is we got lost. Oh, my gosh. And so we had to, had to figure our way out by knocking on some doors and saying, how do we get from here to here? Yeah. So I remember that. And I remember my brother was afraid to do that. Mm. So guess who that fell to? <laughs> you. I had to oh do that. Oh, my gosh. So that's, that's one of my favorite memories. Well, that's wonderful. I love that that memory shows you that you were the one that had to step up in that situation instead of your brother who was four years older than you. And that's that's really funny. It kind of leads into my next question about with that early experience of getting outside of your comfort zone earlier in life um, and where you had to basically mature and you had to grow up because you had to take care of your mother. Give us some encouragement and tell us about a time when you took a calculated risk that you got outside of your comfort zone and saw the benefits of that experience. I think the thing that sticks out most in my mind is when I was nine years old, mm. I started my first business. Mm. I was mowing grass. My mother took me down to the hardware store. She signed for a mower for me to do the work. Mm -hmm. And I had three jobs, three regular jobs, mm -hmm. every week that I mowed. And then I picked up jobs along the way. All my money I spent on the mower. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't spend on the mower, I gave to my mother. We paid the mower off in six weeks, oh, which wow. back then was quite a feat. Wow, yeah. And so then everything went to my mother which was probably, hmm, I want to say maybe $28, $30, which, which again was a fair amount of money in, 19, yes. in 1959 mm. or 1960. And then I kept enough money out, which was a dollar and a quarter, and I saved that for my Saturday morning breakfast at mm. the Winchester Hotel. Uh, every, and that was my my treat for the week. Mm. And that's how I took care of my mother. Mm -hmm. I took care of myself. And I think what it taught me mm. <clears throat> was do not be afraid mm. to take a risk. Mm. What you want to do is be uh, definite that when I take a risk, I'm going to succeed. Yeah. It's, it's not a risk of, of uh, success. Mm -hmm. It's a risk of failure. not going to happen. So mm -hmm. I didn't let it happen, mm -hmm. as you can see. And so I worked from age nine to age 62. Yeah. And never stopped. Yeah. As a result, we eat pretty good. We have a pretty mm -hmm. good place to stay. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife has plenty of money yeah. to take care of her. So I just want you to know, and all of you to know is, don't be afraid to take a risk. Mm -hmm. My goodness, all the great successes that we know of from the Wright brothers, mm -hmm. okay, right? On. Yeah. How would you like to be the first guy flying yeah. in a dang plane? Mm. You know, that, that took a lot of courage. That's a lot of courage, That's yeah. a big risk. But guess what? Big rewards. Very great big rewards. Great risks take great rewards. Now, are you going to succeed every time? Absolutely no, not. No, yeah. But if you only succeed that once, 
you've done a great thing. Yeah. So you can be proud of that. Yeah, exactly. And you never know where that risk mm -hmm. is going to take you. Like it might take you to college. Mm. It might take you to graduate school like it did to me. Mm -hmm. It might take you to a job that pays you a quarter of a million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. It may take you to your own business. Mm. You never know. It may take you to the one you love. Mm -hmm. Taking that risk, stepping out there mm -hmm. and saying, I'm not afraid to ask her out because mm -hmm. it's a risk. Mm -hmm. But what's she going to say? No, that's, a, <laughs> that's it. Oh. So it's not, it's not a risk. And then that's when you know it's like, well, now I know what it's not, you know. That's right. <laughs> so that's one less possibility that I have to worry about. Well, at least for the first time. Right. <laughs> there might be a second time. Again. Right. But, but no, so don't be afraid of risk. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned that because that's a lot about what's my what my podcast is about is like taking those calculated risks and not being afraid to fail because, you know, the Wright brothers, they failed bajillion times before they got it right. And I kind of want to ask you, you don't maybe have to go into details, but like what's what's a failure that you've actually seen yourself grow from? What is something that all the successes that you have had, you've had to have learned from something in order to get to where you're at. I think that the greatest risk I had mm -hmm. and that didn't become a positive right. thing immediately mm -hmm. was when I was dealing with manufacturing supervision mm -hmm. at uh, Berea in Berea, uh, Kentucky with a, a manufacturing company that made O-rings. And I stepped into an environment I had no background in, no understanding of, except an understanding of people. Mm. And it took me a long time to get over that, um, that lack of of technical knowledge and apply the lack of personal knowledge. Mm. In other words, why, why weren't people more productive? Well, in general, it was because they were unhappy. Mm. Something was bothering them. Yeah. Or they didn't understand what to do mm. and you weren't communicating on a level that helped them understand it. So I, I learned that the key to overcoming my failures mm -hmm. in risk was pay attention, listen to what people are saying, and try to understand what you can do to help them mm -hmm. understand their problems. And after you do that, and you are successful with that, then they become successful, right. and life gets better for everyone. Yeah. And I love how you link happiness to productivity or even just general know-how because that's a lot of, you know, especially in a company, profit is big, right? But it's really, if you invest in your people, you'll get the profit. As a rule, I would say you're right. Uh, it, a lot of it does depend on the way the company's structured. Mm. You know, is it structured to be a reward to the people? Or is it structured not to be? Mm. And so if you're, if you're fighting the battle in a company that's not structured to reward its people, it's much, much more difficult 
to make them happy mm. and productive. So find a way to do it differently. Yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. And if you can't find a way, find another job. Exactly. Where you'll be happy. Yeah. Because you being happy is important too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not only what you can give them, it's what they can give you as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And Mutually people miss beneficial. that. Mutually beneficial. Yeah. People miss that. And, you, and that's very critical. Yeah. Ask yourself, am I going to be happy at this job? Like, can I see myself doing this? Yeah. Not just, oh, I hope they give me a call back. Well, you might start out that way. You got to get a job. That's true. But after you establish yourself a little bit mm-hmm. and you get that, I feel better about myself. Know your worth. That's right. Then yeah. You, then you can go another way. Like, mm-hmm. to give you a good example, mm-hmm. and I'll stop that after this. But no, no, no. Go for we it. We were talking about getting to know people and helping them, and they help you. That We had three people who come up here to visit me mm-hmm. or down here from Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And uh, they worked for me for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And in the 20 years, I helped them uh, become extremely successful. Mm-hmm. And they helped me become successful. And now I've been gone. I've been retired 10 years. Mm-hmm. And here they are coming to visit me. It just and shows t- how much of an impact uh, you exactly. made. And so don't be afraid to take that risk mm-hmm. to help your people. And, and don't be afraid when the first time they say, or somebody says, oh, you're just being goofy, or oh, you're not doing right, or oh, you're, you know, you're dumber than a rock. That's okay, that's okay. Because opinions are like noses. Most people have one, and they generally smell. (laughs) So, you know, don't be worried about that. Let them have their time. Yes, that's, that's really good. And it just, it goes to show how much you meant to so many people over the years and it's really inspiring to see that relation that you have because you weren't just their boss you were almost like a mentor to them yes and i think that's a really important relationship that i feel like whether you're the mentor or the mentee everybody should have in their life if you can do that if you can find a way to do that you will be much happier Mm -hmm. over time and that's important mm. that you that they feel that way mm-hmm. towards your work. And you learn from their mistakes, and then you also teach, you know, they help you up, but then you look down and you help someone else up. Exactly. And you grow yeah. together. Yeah, exactly. You grow together. And, and after a period of time, you won't even think of somebody being the employee and somebody being the boss. Mm. It's a team member. Mm. And this is what we're going to do. A common goal. Exactly. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. And everybody says, well, okay, that's that's kind of risky, but we'll do it anyway. And they'll say that because they trust their leader or they'll trust the people that are around them. They'll yeah, trust their... To help them through that risk. Exactly. You got it. That's, yeah. that's the key. And to know, like, you're not alone in that. That's right. And if you find yourself in that environment where you're not getting any help, Mm. get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah. You deserve better. (laughs) That's right. Know your worth again. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So kind of now that we have some more background to who you are and the way you you think, 
I wanted to ask you to give us a glimpse into one of the best decisions you've ever made. How has it shaped you into the person you are today? Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. That's my wife. The best decision I made was to ask her to marry me and to be lucky enough that she said yes. And that's been 52, 53 years now coming up. And she has helped me. Uh, she guides me. She doesn't always say it, but I know what she thinks. And she does tell me, that's not the thing to do, or you need to do this, or quit moaning and groaning and go to work, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it's not in a mean way. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes it is, but I deserve that part. It's, it's in a way of helping me grow, mm. helping me get better. And for 52 years, that's what she's done. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's the best decision mm -hmm. I ever made. Yeah. And I think it's important. Not everybody's meant to get married, but I think nobody is meant to go through life alone. And so it's always good to find that community or that person that challenges you to grow that doesn't maybe always agree with you necessarily but has your best interest at heart and then can guide you in that direction and then you guide them as well yeah and, and it's the kind of thing where if you're facing something and you're struggling with it you work together mm. And you talk about it and you think about it mm -hmm. and you find out the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. and, then, and that's what she's done for me for 50 years. Mm -hmm. Good luck, by the way, to everyone finding someone like that. <laughs> right. Few and far between. So you mentioned you had some experience in managing and leadership. And I wanted to kind of ask What's the most surprising thing you've learned about the way people communicate in your years of being someone that has communicated with people a lot? What have you found that's most interesting? I've found that, as a rule, people communicate more effectively in a nonverbal way. Mm. They won't sit down in a meeting and tell you what they think, as mm. a rule. Mm -hmm. Very small group might. Right. But what they will do is they will swivel in their chair, they'll turn sideways, they'll smile, they'll frown, they'll look away, they'll do everything but say things. Right. So you, you have to be on top of that mm -hmm. because they're communicating with you. Mm. And you're not paying attention, you're going to miss all that. Right. So you have to, you have to pay attention to nonverbal communication mm. because that's where most people communicate that's really good and that's a huge we probably communicate more through our body language than we would ever say out loud right well, I, th I think that's true yeah and just the way you look and act mm -hmm. and how you walk mm -hmm. even the tone of your voice not the words necessarily right but the tone of your voice and then and you have to be sensitive to that Especially if you're the leader of the group. Mm, yeah. Everybody's watching you, and you should be watching everybody. And make sure that you take care of your people. Exactly. 
and exactly. they'll take care of you or they'll That's work it. for you or, you that, know. It, it, now it may take some time mm. because they've got to grow to trust you. Mm. But over time, that's what will happen, and you'll see great rewards. Indeed. So what is one, what would you say is like one little thing that you can do for someone else that builds that relationship or builds that trust? I know a lot of little things added up will, you know, contribute to a lasting relationship. Can you talk to us about a practical way that we can serve others around us or show them love and well it's really pretty simple and most of the time we overlook it when someone does something well mm-hmm. or they do something for you what should you say thank you thank you well duh how much Gratitude. does that cost you yeah but it costs you a lot when you don't do mm, it when people yeah. work hard and they achieve something and you don't recognize them mm then you failed and you've caused a problem. Mm-hmm. So that one little thing is, is amazing, especially if you're the boss mm-hmm. and they're just down on the totem pole mm-hmm. and you take the time to come over and say thank you mm. and look at their work. Yeah. That's pretty big. Yeah, very big. It matters more. People recognize it when you do say stuff. And you mean it. And you mean it, yeah. And, you know, gratitude is a huge thing. Yeah, like one, I, I typically did, did this. I, when I went down to some of our places, I would walk the dock at 2 in the morning, mm. talk to the folks who were working, mm. know about their families. Yeah. I did something that not very many people do, but I kept a little card box of everybody's name mm-hmm. and their birth date and their mom or their dad or their mm-hmm. wife's husband's birthday and children and I made sure they got a birthday card from me every year personalized yeah and you'd be amazed you would be amazed at what that little thing did Mm -hmm. in terms of how they saw me and themselves oh definitely yeah I love how you added that and themselves part because it it helps them feel seen valued heard and understood they are yeah, because yeah. they are, right? Yeah. And and if you recognize that in people and you do something, a kind gesture, little things such as sending a birthday card, it shows them that you care and then that they have value. And a little thing I like to say is, how can I add value to someone else today? You know, Or how can I get them to recognize their value? Because they already have it. I'm not giving them anything. It's kind of like pulling back a curtain and being like, mm-hmm. hey, you matter to me. Mm-hmm. You matter to a lot of people. And I think some people need that that reminder. They do. We all do on occasion. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to ask about advice. So you're a very, very wise man. You're my grandpa. And I, you have over the years invested so much into us and I kind of wanted to share a little bit with the audience. So what's a piece of advice you have, um, for young people who are just starting out on their own? That's kind of the audience that this is geared towards is young people trying to make a difference in the world and steps outside of their comfort zone. So what is a piece of advice you have for them? 
close your mouth, open your eyes, and pay attention to the people and the world around you. Mm -hmm. And over time, you'll develop a sense of, of where you are and who you are. And then you can open your mouth and, and take a look around again and see how I can help. Mm. Uh, recognize that just because you graduated with all A's mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're the smartest person in the room. Mm. All it means is you, you knew how to read a book. Okay, <laughs> duh. But it's a hard job yeah. out there in the real world. So close your mouth, open your eyes, work hard. Mm -hmm. If you get a 30-minute job, Mm -hmm. Finish it in 35 minutes. Make sure you're doing it right. Mm. Check it. You know, do, do things yeah. the right way. Mm -hmm. And don't take shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Don't take shortcuts. Shortcuts are just that. They're a short cut. Mm. They cut you. So, so take care. Take care to do the things right. Mm -hmm. But again, close your mouth and open your eyes and pay attention. Mm -hmm. That's the key. That's great. That's that's wonderful advice. I also wanted to ask, this podcast is all about initiating and maintaining deeper connections with those who exist right around us. And so I also wanted to ask what your advice is for someone who struggles to initiate that deep, more meaningful connection and even maintain the relationships that they already have. That's a very difficult question. Mm. What I find is we tend to be discouraged mm -hmm. when we run across those we love or those we care about, and they're struggling. We, we struggle with them, too. Yeah. So the, the key, I think, is recognize that they are struggling mm -hmm. and that our job is to find a way to help support them in such a way where they're not, uh, we don't condemn them, mm -hmm. you know, say, well, you got to do this to get better. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. We just say things like, what can I do to help you? Mm. And then do it if you can. Yeah. Or be honest and say, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Or what, what would you like for me to do? Or, what can I do to uh, make your life a little bit easier? Mm. Do you need a ride to work? Yeah. What's what's causing you to be? Yeah. You know what's causing you to be feeling bad? Is it because your appearance is not good? Mm. You know maybe maybe we need to send you to get a haircut or <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just yes. A little yeah, something. yeah. 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 Little something make you feel better. Yeah, and I love how that advice is so practical because anybody can do it, right? It oh, just, yeah. like you said before, it just takes opening your eyes and closing your mouth yeah. or, you know, like just observing who needs help and where and what you can do, you know? Exactly. Nobody expects you to change the world no. by saying, do this. Exactly, what, yeah. What we do want is someone who will, stand beside us mm -hmm. or behind us and say, I don't understand all your issues, but I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. What can I do? Mm -hmm. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a nice yeah. thing yeah. for somebody to help you like that? Yeah. That, that's, yeah. 
That's wonderful. Yeah, and it, it seems so simple, but it's so most, impactful. Most of the wonderful solutions in our world, or our worlds, depending, mm -hmm. are very simple solutions. Mm -hmm. They're just simple things. Even as simple as taking a walk in the afternoon mm. to make me feel better. Yes. Listen to a TV commercial. They're talking about taking walks and feeling <laughs> better. Well, that's not real complex medicine. Mm -mm. You know, just do something simple, like have a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Talk talk to somebody at lunch. Mm -hmm. You know, try to try to just say, "Hey, how you doing?" And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just something really Absolutely. simple. If not, depending on who they are, you might want to give them a hug. Be careful who you hug. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I completely understand. But there's some people it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to hug your mom. Mm -hmm. It's okay to hug your dad or, mm -hmm. or brother or sister. I'd kind of be careful about hugging my boss. <laughs> that, that could be an issue. Depends okay. on the kind of relationship there, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. you kind of got to be careful. Yeah. But you get the idea. Yeah. And never underestimate, you know, the power of a kind word or a walk around the block or, you know. Or a hug. Or a hug. And like I've said before, we were, humans were created to be relational beings. That we are relational and beings. And we are. And so never underestimate your ability to make an impact on someone else. That's true. And never underestimate their ability to impact their world mm. because they can. Yeah, exactly. They have. Look around you. Yeah. It works. And I think it's a whole bunch of us doing the little things that will make a big impact. I think so. You know. And that bunch will get bigger. Yeah. As you all. It's a multiplier effect. That's right. So, well, boy, I just really appreciate getting the chance to tell you how much I love you. Yeah. I haven't used those words, but I want you to know that I'm honored. Mm. that you're talking with me mm -hmm. I, I truly am and I appreciate all that you do I'm proud of you mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of any way I could be prouder either athletically or academically or socially or mm. work wise Olivia you're, you're a wonderful person and I just am honored honored to be your grandfather thank you so much i'm honored just to have a conversation with you and like <laughs> how lucky am i to, that you're my grandpa well thank you for seriously that. like seriously and i love you so much and hey. i appreciate like having conversation because i feel like you get it because you've been through so much and you've been surrounded with people and i love how you like see the value in others no matter what they've done or you know what their past is i love how you see you see them and you see value and it's we need more people like that well, thank you thank you that comes from remember i told you that tough childhood mm. i recognize that mm -hmm. and i was treated well in a lot of different ways right so my sisters and brothers took care of me and mm -hmm. And uh, helped me, taught me what was right and what was wrong. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I've been blessed and lucky over the years. I told you about my 50-year 
lucky draw. <laughs> yes. And so I just uh, thank you for saying it. And, and I want to tell you again how honored I am to be your grandfather. I'm incredibly blessed as well, more than I would ever know. Thank you, darling. So I really appreciate you coming on here, Grandpa. And this conversation has been helpful not only to me, but I'm sure it will be to many others as well. And I, I, just, I just really appreciate it. You're more than welcome. More than welcome. All right. I love you, Grandpa. I love you, and God bless you, baby. Thank you so much for listening to the Live Outside the Bubble podcast. If you found this useful and encouraging, please help us out by leaving a rating or review. Also, if this episode made an impact, feel free to share this with a friend. Join me and countless others on the path to a life better lived within God's will and outside of your comfort zone. I'm incredibly grateful for each and every one of you listening. You're more than a listener, but a friend. I encourage you guys to reach out if you have any questions or suggestions on how I can serve you guys better in the future. I love y'all so much. Go out and be a light.